circumstances don't change, but my state changes my perception of what is happening around me. Um, and so it's really important that awareness is so important. Uh, and so with all of that said, I, I'm, I'm a, going to be a constant student for the rest of my life. In my astrology chart, uh, my natal chart, like Jupiter is in whatever house of like education and higher learning. And so I'm just always, it's just something that fulfills me. It's something that gives me life. It, it lights me up. I love to learn as much as I can. Hey everyone, I'm Rochelle, your host for this podcast. I am a health coach, photographer, highly sensitive, and it took me almost 33 years to find my purpose and passion in life. I've had some ups and downs for sure, and the biggest lesson I've gotten is just to trust yourself, to slow down and really listen and trust your body, yourself. And so in this podcast, I'll talk about all of my experiences, my journey, all things health and spirituality, and really just share all of that with you, what's worked, what hasn't, but always remember through it, just take what works and leave what doesn't. We are all unique individuals, and not everything is going to work for everybody. Honor and trust yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, sending you life. healing podcast. This week, I'm going to talk a little bit about Mars retrograde because that's what's going on right now and then get a little bit into the transits um, as it relates to human design. And then we're really just going to kind of, I have relaunched my programs this week. So I just wanted to kind of give a little bit more of a background about me specifically, like my story as it relates to that. I don't really push my stuff on you guys here because this is really just like an outlet for my voice to kind of talk about all the things that I'm learning, all of my process, uh, everything that I learn and I want to share with everyone, but this is so exciting for me to really like relaunch and kind of put it all out there. So I did want to give more of a background. It's a little bit, it's going to be a little bit more vulnerable of an episode specifically for me, but that's that. So right now, I believe it was started at the beginning of the week or end of last week, we entered into a Mars retrograde. We always hear about Mercury retrograde. Uh, Mercury is a planet for communication. So it's kind of like, we're always told like, don't sign contracts, back things up. Um, just expecting that things are communication wise are not going to work out that great. So, and Mercury is actually going to go retrograde. I believe it is October. It's going to go in the shadow phase, like October, sometime in October. And I think it goes until like November 13th, once it's fully out of the, like the back end of the shadow. So we have that coming. Mars is in retrograde, I believe until like January. So Mars is when you, when any planet's in rec- retrograde, like you might really want to look at its qualities and then kind of really look at the shadow sides of that planet. Notice where it is in your chart, what planet it's in, in your chart. And maybe, and you can kind of relate it to that, but Mars, Aries rules Mars or vice versa confusing myself, but (laughs) ruling planet of Mars is Aries. So you're going to have a lot of that fiery energy and we're about to be into an Aries full moon as well. So it's like compounded, but Mars is really associated with sexuality, attraction, physical energy. It's a lot of masculine energy. So it's going to have a lot to do with our work. So all of those things are really going to be attracted, affected by this. So maybe you feel 
you think the shadow side of those things, maybe you're not going to have much sexual energy. Maybe you're going to be hypersexual. Um, and as far as work, maybe you feel like you're not going to go places. Um, I just put out my launch today, this morning, and literally I posted on my stories and then I went to add to my page and it was like Instagram went down and I was like, Oh, well, you know, <laughs> reshifting that thought process to like, Oh my, you know, from, Oh my gosh, like, why is this happening to just like, Everything happens for a reason. For some reason, it didn't want me to post at this moment. So just roll with it. Uh, and so that's how, you know, ideally, obviously, people say, like, don't start things when anything's in retrograde, especially something like as big as Mars or Mercury. And Mars has a specific placement in my chart that is impactful, too. So it's going to be like extra, I'm going to feel it extra, but this is where you just like keep pushing, keep going. And I don't, I don't personally believe you should stop anything just because the planets or whatever they're doing, just expect that there might be a little bit more resistance to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So for me, like putting out a launch, launching this program, there might be some more resistance, um, or I might just be faced with more trouble, such as stuff like that, but it is what it is. And so that's kind of like really what Mars, uh, retrograde is about. And Mars is, um, the default house is the first house, which is all about yourself, right? Uh, the first house in astrology is about, is kind of what people see when they first meet you. It's what you put out. It's like when you open the door to your house this is the first thing, the first impression people are going to get about you. So Mars rules this house. So it's really going to be affected in, in, in a very personal, personal way. That's a little bit about Mars retrograde, just like what you can kind of expect um, as it relates to that. And then as far as um, the transits this week, uh, we are fully defined with the exception of our will center, which is completely open, which just means there's no gates attached to it. And so when we have an open will center, it's really a time, uh, don't make promises. There's know that there's nothing to prove because often when we have an open will center, we really want to prove ourselves to everybody else because we don't have that consistent source of energy of energetic willpower. Like, so it's really important to know that you don't have to prove anything and just kind of um, relax there. But our head is still defined, like everything else is defined. And our sun, which if you think of your sun as your personality, this is kind of like the inside who, who you feel you are, especially this is on the mind side. So this is your conscious side. So you may, and this is in gate six. Gate 59.6, well, gate, gate six comes out of the emotional solar plexus and attaches to gate 59 in this sacral center. So the channel of 59.6 for me is the one channel that I'm missing in my human design chart, which makes me a wide split, which just means that the energy between my centers doesn't flow. And so having this active um, will be extra impactful for me, but we have a lot of emotional energetics going on right now in the universe. And like I said, especially with Mars retrograde, it's just going to be a lot. So if you feel overly emotional, if you're feeling that energy, that could be why, but basically gate 59 is the gate of intimacy and gate six is kind of the gate that opens or closes the door opens or closes the door to the emotional solar plexus. So you have an intimacy, you have intimacy, you have the option for intimacy. Gate six is kind of like yes or no. Um, so this gate is a uh, conflict resolution. It's basically like, okay, do I have the energy? Do I want to allow this intimacy in or not? And that's really, that's what's in our sun right now. So being aware that that is going to be coming out for us with just in general right now. So that is all the transits. That's what's kind of going on in the universe. I am not going to get into too much about anything else on the Transit side, um, it's an emotional manifesting generator is the energy right now, <clears throat> four, six. 
So the four, six is, um, an interesting profile, especially once you hit the age of 30. So I guess, depending on your age, you can really think, cause the six line transition from three phases in its life from the, from one to basically the end of your Saturn return, it's going to be acting as this third line, this like scientist experimenting, uh, life's bumping into it. Um, and then it hits this from 30 to 50, you kind of sit on the roof where you can kind of take your experiences and watch everybody else. And then from 50 on, you become this role model, you become this influencer. And then the fourth line is the opportunist or the networker. So the fourth line has a lot of networking opportunities. It has a lot of friends. It likes to be around people. And once you hit that 30 year phase of the sixth line, it kind of becomes a little bit of a contradiction because the fourth line wants to interact and have that social life. And the sixth line kind of wants to hold back a little bit and just kind of scan and see what's worth it or what's not. The fourth line really likes stability and foundation as well. Um, So that's kind of what that energy is all about. So kind of going back to my story really and how I've come to this place where I'm at and because I'm not sure, I believe I've gotten into it, you know, obviously through conversations on the podcast with others, we've talked about my history and my past, but really to kind of give it context. So when I, three years ago, I left a marriage that was not serving me. Um, It was not a good situation. It was not a good relationship. It was highly toxic. It was, it was not good. When I left that relationship, I really like had no, I did not believe in myself. I did not trust myself. I did not value myself. I did not think I was enough. I did not think I was worthy of anything. And so like it began this really long process for me of healing from that relationship for one. And then also looking at the rest of my life and the rest of my relationships and all this inner child work and all of this inner blocks and limitations and kind of really looking at myself in the mirror and just figuring out like, what, what are we doing? I was a single mom. I still am, but I was a single mom with two kids. Like I had like, I had no job at the time. So it was just a lot to be able to, I'm fortunate that my parents were there to help to allow me to leave that situation because I had, I not had them, I might not have been able to leave, but it really spent, I spent the last three years. Cause I think it's actually coming up to three years. Exactly really just healing from that and finding myself. I always knew I had a purpose, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was. And human design and astrology and and just the work I've been doing on myself, meditation, journaling, getting quiet, all that, everything combined has really, really helped me see what my purpose is and understand that. I know now, which makes sense, why I have such a block in my throat. I have always felt like I could not speak. I could not articulate. And I still find myself in situations where that block comes out and it can be really frustrating for me because I feel like I've come to a point where I've pushed past that in certain areas. And then when I feel it restricted again, it just, it's really frustrating. Uh, And that's why I love writing the blog and having this podcast because it really allows me to like use my voice and say what I want and have all that freedom and expression that I'm, I know now I'm here to do. I'm here to speak my truth. I'm here to communicate. I'm here to teach. I'm here to you know, all these things that I've learned, pass them on. And so if you look from a human, if I looking back from a human design lens, just growing up in general, one of the things that I believe, well, there's two areas in human design that's really like kind of shown light on my upbringing was I am emotionally defined and nobody else in my family 
is. So basically that means I am highly sensitive. Um, I am riding my wave up and down and the rest of my family is really affected by my moods. So they felt so intensely my moods coming off of me. And so I was always kind of, and without understanding human design, without understanding all that stuff, it's easy to just kind of point the finger to somebody and be like, well, you're emotional. What's wrong with you today? Um, and so I dealt with a lot of that and it just really made me feel like something was wrong with me. You know, like nobody else is this emotional. Why am I this emotional? And on top of it, I have an open G center and they all have defined G centers. So they knew they were more like secure in themselves. They were, you know, I kind of adapted to who I was with, where I was with. And, and when I was a different person around different people, um, you know, I would get the, like, just, I would get, uh, heat from that, you know, like, Oh, why are you acting like that? You know, like, why would you act like this? Or, you know, so it really gave me this like complex of like who I was or who I wasn't. So I've always just had this, it's shame essentially is what it is. I always felt so shameful of who I was because I felt like I didn't know who I was. And I felt like I was wrong for all the things that I was doing, or I was just wrong for all this decisions that I was making. And you know, if you look at human design, I'm a six, three emotional manifesting generator. Uh, when you look at the body side, my astrology, um, my body astrology, I'm Aquarius, which is just the, you know, here for humanity, but we just don't fit in. Uh, so there's a lot going on that I'm, I like now I can see it. I'm like, it makes so much sense, which is why I love these modalities and why they've really helped me to see and accept who I, who I am along with a lot of just like personal work. Like I said, meditation, journaling, goal setting, just being able to see all of these qualities in me and just accept it and understand that it is who I am. Is <laughs> I don't quite fit in. I don't quite fit in the box and that is okay. And so that's why this is so important to me. But when I, my first relationship, my first like serious air quotes, serious relationship, I think it was 16 or I had just turned 16 or 16 turning 17 um, in high school was an abusive relationship. I we met and like literally the first time we even had a conversation, it was like an argument. <laughs> I remember the very first time we were in a cab one time and he slapped me and I was like taken aback. And of course it was, you know, Oh, I didn't mean to, I'm so sorry. And that kind of started the rest of it. And I, you know, in hindsight, I, I don't feel it's hard for me to explain because I don't feel like, I was really in danger in that relationship. I think it was like, we were both kids does not make it right. I'm not making excuses by any means. So I, it was, it was a bad relationship. It was a bad situation. And it was all of it was mentally abusive, physically, all that stuff. It is not okay. Um, and it's something that I never really dealt with. I just kind of went to college that ended and I moved on with my life, but I think I don't realize how impactful that very first relationship or how that was setting me up for future relationships. Um, because in the future, you know, anything that was taught, I didn't see toxic toxicity for what it was because it wasn't what that first relationship was. So I would make excuses. Well, at least, you know, at least he's not doing this, or at least it's not this, at least whatever, when it was still manipulative and it was still toxic and unhealthy. And so I, you know, kind of bounced from a few different relationships. And then I met my first husband when I was, well, I went to college for two years. Um, and then I went back to Dubai. I grew up overseas internationally. So I was in Dubai from, um, 1995 until I graduated. Well, I didn't graduate. I came back. I think it was 2007 is when I finally left. And then, so I met my 
daughter's father in Dubai. And I was, gosh, 20, (laughs) I was turning 21. And we were together for, we got divorced when I was 28, together for eight years. But there was no, I felt like I was growing and there was, there was no growth within the relationship. It wasn't a bad relationship. I just, I wasn't, I found myself not to be happy. I, as I grew older, I feel like I was seeing all the things that I wanted and I could see that that relationship wasn't going to give me those things. And so when I left that relationship, I think because I was so used to this like toxic environment and then I was in this relationship that had elements of toxicity just in the sense of like, I I don't feel like my ex was very emotionally aware. He had no emotional intelligence. I don't, I think he has a lot that he probably needed to deal with. I don't know if he's dealt with it or whatever at this point, not, you know, it's not my concern. It's not my business. We don't really communicate much, but, and then I met uh, my second husband and it was very intense and it was very passionate and and it was very toxic and unhealthy and abusive. And I did not see it for that because it wasn't, I guess I, it was, it was that cycle, right? It was that honeymoon phase, then it would be a fight and then back to the honeymoon phase, but then like all within a day. And it was just, I think I had gone for so long in a relationship that didn't serve me. And I felt very unwanted. I felt very unloved, uncared for. Um, a lot of shame in that first relationship, especially around finances. Um, and so when I met this, this person, my this other relationship, I was just kind of taken away with it and I found myself pregnant and it just kind of all went downhill from there. And so when I finally got out of that relationship, I was just like, this is time now for me to figure this shit out. Like I cannot put myself and especially I cannot put my children through anything else like that again. So, um, I spent a lot of time just strictly working on myself because I wanted to make sure I knew who I was before I even included another human being in that factor for me, for my children, all of that. And it didn't, it's always, my therapist always used to say, you can do all the healing you want on your own, but it's really, if, if relationships are the place that hurt you, if relationships are the place that broke your trust, it's in relationships that you have to heal. And so I spent all this time working on myself and getting myself to a place where like, I loved myself. I truly loved myself. This, this place of self-love and mindfulness and meditation and awareness and, and growth and healing. And I was like, yeah, you know, like this is, this is what I was missing. I found my purpose. I knew I wanted to be a health coach. I knew I wanted to help other people get to this place to find this transformation within themselves. Because if I, somebody who had zero faith in myself, who had been in toxic and abusive relationships and just like, I felt I, I was shamed and I just didn't think I was worth anything. I didn't like, uh, it was, it was really difficult. So I felt like if I could take myself, if I could drag myself from that place and get myself to a place where I'm at today, that's what, that, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to speak to. That's what I'm here to help people do. That's my purpose. That's why that is like my Dharma, everything that's, that's it. And so then I, I found IIN Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I jumped at the opportunity. This was exactly what I was looking for. I studied over a hundred dietary theories. We did all sorts of coaching methods, but what I love, my very favorite part of this whole program is that the bio-individuality, the idea that we are all different. One man's food is another man's poison and you cannot prescribe, well, as a health coach, you don't prescribe anything um, that is beyond our scope of practice. 
but we're here to support. We're here to guide. Um, you know, we learn nutrition. So it's, you know, we know like the base, you know, what creates a healthy diet we've looked at. Oh my gosh. I mean, like cancer, diabetes, asthma, so many ailments that you can think of. We've had like guest speakers like Dr. Oz or Dr. Andrew Wheel. Gosh, like so many. It was such a, such an incredible year. I learned so much. And I signed on for a gut health course as well, which I will graduate in November because the gut fascinates me. <laughs> I love all that. Um, so anyway, but besides all of that, I just love you know, I believe we are all individual and I've been plant-based for almost 10 years. And I always, always tell people, it's like, I know that this works for me and I've never pushed it on anybody unless you had a, you came to me and wanted to know, I'm not the type of person that's like, you need to be eating this or whatever. If you ask, of course, I will tell you (laughs) my opinion, Um, but I don't push my opinion on anybody. And so during all this time too, I really deepened my spiritual practice through, uh, meditation, human design, all that kind of stuff. And I, that became such a huge part of it. And I truly believe that to have an impactful change, to have a transformation, there has to be an element of spirituality in there. You have to believe and know that there is a higher purpose for you. There is a path, whether you believe in a God or not, you can be an atheist and still be spiritual. Just knowing that there is something beyond yourself, no matter what that is, no matter what you believe that is, just knowing that there's something beyond yourself outside, whether it's just that we have a higher self, right? I've talked about that before here. We all have a higher self. We have what they call the soul. Uh, I mean, look through religions. You know, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, that is the soul. That is your higher self. Um, however you want to perceive it, the higher self is calm. It's confident. It's curious. It's creative. It's courageous. It's compassionate. It is uh, connected and it's clear. I think that's, the, I think I said eight if I repeated any, but these are all elements of the higher self. And so when we can really ground into that, um, it can really take us out of our shift, our perspective, Right. If we have all of these stimulants or all these bits of information that are coming into our brain and really our state, our state of awareness, the the mind frame mindset that we're in at that time either has us, our mind will delete, distort, or, oh my gosh, there is one more word to that. Delete, distort, and there's another word. And I totally forgot it. But anyway, so it really depends on the state that we're in, right? Like, the example that was given was if somebody, you know, if my like daughter comes in at 3 PM and asks me for a glass of water and just says, Hey mom, can I have a glass of water? Yeah, sure. Of course. You know, I'll go get you water. Like no problem. But if she comes into my room at three o'clock in the morning and asks me same exact tone, same exact everything. Hey mom, can I have a glass of water? I'm going to be pissed off because I'm tired, which, which changes my state, right? My, my mood, I might be delirious because I was just in a dream, which changes my state. So I may freak out on her. Is it because she asked me any different? No, maybe she was wide awake in her room and just needed to come in and ask me for a glass of water. Circumstances don't change, but my state changes my perception of what is happening around me. Um, and so it's really important that awareness is so important. Uh, and so with all of that said, I, I'm, I'm a 
going to be a constant student for the rest of my life in my astrology chart, uh, my natal chart, like Jupiter is in whatever house of like education and higher learning. And so I'm just always, it's just something that fulfills me. It's something that gives me life. It, it lights me up. I love to learn as much as I can. Astrology is definitely going to be the next thing that I go down, but I have spent all this time really, especially since COVID, I was furloughed and I just really look at it as such a blessing that I've had this time now to really perfect, not perfect because nothing's perfect. And I'm a six, three, so it might look perfect to me today. And in three weeks, I'm going to be like, nope, back to the drawing board. Don't like these programs, whatever. I'm well aware of that at this point and I just roll with it. But, um, it's really given me a time to really work on this program. These three, I have three tiers. I'm so, so excited to like bring them to everybody. Because I am, I want to help support you in your transformation. I want to help support you in whatever your goals are, whatever it takes to get there. This is like my purpose. This is my mission. And every single tier is going to involve human design, um, whether you actually want a human design reading or not. It just really helps me understand like where your conditioning or, lim- or limiting beliefs may come from. So we can really get to the root of that. But every single tier, um, the first tier is just it's complete access to me. It's, I call it the self-love bundle. And it's going to be two calls a month unlimited tech support. You're going to get gifts, giveaways from me just because I love you. And you're going to get a pantry overhaul. You're going to get a human design reading and access to the Facebook group. Then we have the tier two, which I'm calling the get fit bundle. It's every single thing in, in the first tier. But additionally, because I moving your body is so important, moving your body in whatever way is so important. We have to keep our vessel, our body healthy in order to mentally get to a place where we can truly heal, where our spirit can heal, where our soul can like embody this higher self. We have to keep this vehicle healthy. And so movement, whatever, if you want to do yoga, if you just want to walk, kickboxing, bar, whatever is so, so important. Tennis, whatever it is that lights you up, whatever activity lights you up, do it. Um, and so the second tier is going to include access to GEM fitness live workouts. So she has literally like anything like yoga, kickboxing, bar, Zumba, gosh, she has so many workouts. And so you will get complete access to every single live workout that she has um, during your six months in the program. Because I want to, and she's such a badass coach. I mean, a fitness instructor, she's, she studied psychology um, in college and she's just like amazing. She's, she's has a holistic approach to life or not to life. She has a holistic approach to her business. And so it's, she gives so much support to her clients and not just in physical uh, fitness, but also in, in life. I'm actually one of her expert trainers in her eight weeks to growth program. I speak on mindfulness, but so you will get access to her live workouts during the six months because I want you to have that accountability and have access to workouts. Like maybe you don't have access to a gym. You don't need access to anything but the floor. Like that's it. So I really thought that was really important to include. And then the third tier is for entrepreneurs, like female entrepreneurs, because self-love is so, so important as an entrepreneur, because you're going to face a lot of resistance. You're going to face a lot of hurdles, a lot of struggle, and you really have to come back to that place of self-love and confidence and belief in yourself to just continue to push through and to see your goal fully. So my third tier has everything from the first, everything from the second. Um, and then there's the added, it's the unlock your brilliance club. Um, Milana, on Insta, I'll tag her down um, in the show notes, um, but she helps female entrepreneurs align, use human design in their business to really align 
and, and in her Unlock Your Brilliance Club, you got access to PR experts, you got access to holistic health experts, myself, um, you have access to financial experts, uh, life coaches, meditation experts, I Ching, astrology. I mean, she has so much tools and resources in this that I really wanted to bring that to you so that on top of the workouts, on top of me, like you have every single tool to be able to get you to this place of transformation. So I will leave the link in the show notes, um, whether you want to be a part of it or you know somebody who might be interested in it. Um, but it's a six month program. Like I said, two calls per month. Um, you know, we'll ha- take small manageable, small manageable steps, all about consistency and it's all about intensity. Like you just have to have that fire and that passion to want to change too. Like show up for yourself and be like passionate about it at the same time. Those are really the things that's going to really get you where you're going. And we identify your why, we set goals, all that good stuff. So that is the programs that I put together in a nutshell. Also for the month of September, um, the first five people who sign up are going to get access or they're going to be put into a group coaching. I'm going to do a three month group coaching and, and it's just kind of an, an additional, I love group coaching because it keeps you accountable. It gives you a sense of community and it gives you a sense of support with people that you might not necessarily have met or known or felt a connection with. Um, group coaching has changed my life. And so I wanted to offer that as well. Um, and that is it. I hope you all have a wonderful Friday, wonderful rest of your day and uh, rest of your week. And I will be back here next Friday.